Does that mean we're a legit podcast now? Maybe. Damn, man. It took us over a year, man. But then if you think about it, if we comparative our first episode to now, a lot of things have changed. This is very true. A lot has changed. But we're here. Yay. Here to do what we like to do best. Talk, drink, laugh, all that jazz. I still have, like, all of my workout gear on the floor over here. I noticed. I was like, yo, what's that about? I have my freaking foam roller out, my mm-hmm. yoga mat out, yo. It's been, it's been real out here. So what's been up with you? Nothing. Just running like a maniac and going to the gym and lifting weights like a maniac. And I found this pair, this workout called the Pyramid Workout, which I never heard of. But basically it was like... You have to do, um, let's say, like, you start at 20 sets. You just, I mean, 20 reps. You count down each exercise, like, every time you complete the exercises. So I was like, yeah, yo, that's a beast workout. I'm going to go do that. You know, I almost killed myself. Wait. So wait. So it was, like, 20 jump squats, mm-hmm. um, 20 push-ups, 20 um, kettlebell swings. After that set's done, it goes down to 19, and then you're supposed to go all the way down to 5. Oh hell no! Destroyed my life. And I was just like, yo, I can't even, I can't even believe that I did this. And like, when I'm running now, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? When I was running that six miles last week that I posted, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I'm telling you, it's the season. Bikini season has rolled right on in, and I am equally unprepared. Yo, you're not even lying, but like. It's harder when I have to balance, like, my full-time job and teaching classes, you know what I mean, at the college. But now that I have the time since school's out for summer, hey, I'm, like, going mad hard. But I'm like, yo, what am I going to do in the winter? Like, I did a really good job at maintaining all the weight that I lost last summer. So now I think I gained, like, three pounds for, like, that whole year, and I lost that since then. So I'm literally right back to where I was at last summer. Which so obviously to go isn't good enough. So, of course. There you go. So now I'm just like trying to get lower than what I am now. And I'm just like, yo, like, why am I torturing myself and going through this? Like, but it is what it is. It's for the greater good. I have a bikini hanging on my wall, so that's not motivation. I don't know what is. What's up with you? I need to get my ass in gear. That's what's wrong with me right now. <laughs> I really need to get my ass in gear. In the sense of, I keep starting and stopping, so I keep getting to stagnant points. Yeah. And I, I'm just letting too much personal cloud me actually leaving the house like I did. I remember one morning I woke up, I literally got dressed, mm-hmm. threw the baby in the carriage, and went with her right up and walked straight up. I did two and a half miles down and two and a half miles back. Nice. Can I replicate this? No, because I haven't done anything since then. I'll do like my my little ab workout because I do have an ab workout that I do do because mm-hmm. I'll take things from like YouTube. I'll take things that I see in books. If it looks like something I could use, I take it and I just do three sets of it. 
I was doing it three sets at, I believe, fifth, no, 12. I was doing three sets of 12 of each exercise, and I yeah. had six different exercises. And I was seeing results because my stomach was going down. And I'm yeah. talking about, like, no pouch. Nice. And that's what I was looking for. But I had a little tiny bit of hang time. But once the minute I started seeing results, I started getting comfortable. And then I you started stopped. slacking <laughs> off. And then I just stopped entirely. And now I pretty much gained all the weight that I lost. It's back. That's awful. And I'm not happy about that. And then I started looking at, you know, those quick fixes. So I was looking at other diets. And then I was like, you know what, eh. Then I heard my coworker today talking about one of these diets where they pretty much eliminate sugar, which is unrealistic um i was also looking at what is it i was thinking about weight watchers again i because i had started doing it before but i, I just i don't want to be bothered to count calories and count points and all this other stuff you know mm -hmm. and that's that's the only one that's really consistently sound like it's going to give good results and i've been considering juicing the last couple days yeah i've been juicing my breakfast i have spinach strawberries blueberries and shout out to my cousin for giving me mangoes sorry you look like you lost weight though take care i shine so hard oh my gosh i need to try so hard i suck right now yo i need to get lunch on my is grilled chicken and spinach salad and for like to make it more filling i add mixed nuts which is a great source of protein again and like i've been doing that drinking water freaking that that protein breakfast spinach shake i've been making myself drink every damn day <laughs> i'm saying i was thinking about it too but a lot of the ones that i was looking at i was like you know what i don't know if i can it's time it's time consuming because I, I know i'm supposed to just portion out everything like and i meant to like portion out all of my fruits and stuff for the for the shakes and ziplock them away in the fridge but i was just like i don't feel like doing this like it's just too much prep work but i did the prep like for my lunches and stuff like dinners is cake because you know i cook like almost every day which is fine i like to do that um but um yeah this the, the struggle out here is will is real but i had i definitely i'm happy that i i pushed myself to like work out throughout the winter or else i wouldn't be where i'm at now and I'm also thinking in the sense of, uh, yeah, getting back into it. In fact, today, I definitely wanted to get up. I had my friend who was going to personal train me. Mm -hmm. I spoke to her. But honestly, I think I might just be better off doing it myself, getting some weights and handling my business. And my last ditch effort will be peak physique. Last ditch effort. Peak physique? Because I am avoiding it like the plague. Nah, I you do need not to go. go you don't even there. need to go all the way up there. You have, like, mad cross. Um, cross you know how expensive um, those places fit. are? They peak. are mad expensive. At least, I mean, like, Peak Physique, yes. But get that. Peak Physique, to me, whenever I think about personal training, and this yeah. is, like, theory sound for me, mm -hmm. time frame, how much weight am I trying to lose? How fast am I trying to lose it? How am I going to keep it off? Once all those questions are answered, I do not need a trainer. I really don't. I can go into the gym, and I was for a while, and I'm also going to get my gym membership back up because I had stopped going. Yeah. But when I was going, I was being consistent and I brought my little waist trimmer because I don't use a trainer yeah my waist trimmer and I was all set I would go in I would do like an hour and then peace out and I'd be okay with that but it's just honestly the minute that I start learning everything learning what to do what repetitions switching it up how to go about it I don't need a trainer anymore so yeah. it's always to me like a super temporary fix except for the gym and the gym is even cheaper because it's only $20 a month and it's right there so it's not that bad 
But any who. Yeah, enough about that. Yes. Let's get into our topics. So, um. We're going to do the sad things first, girl. I mean, yeah, may as well. So, as you guys know, in case you've been living under a rock, if you don't know, Muhammad Ali has passed. Um, he was how old? 74. 74. Very young. Still, to me, that's young. No. Like, like, when you're, like, 85, past 85, like, you know, maybe you're a little older. But to me, 74 He's still is, gone is on. Yeah, yeah, still young. But, um, you know, definitely it was the Parkinson's that had him. Um, he was having respiratory issues. And, you know, when I first heard that he got admitted to the hospital, I was just like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. I mean, oh, and they're also they've already like organized memorial services yeah, they have. in Louisville, and they're um actually they're they're doing they they I, I don't know if they're ceremony. selling selling tickets or giving away. No, tickets. it's first come first serve. They're giving okay. away to about um with four max per guest to the memorial service 4, and to the people? um public uh, ceremony. Yeah. I don't remember the exact number of tickets, but first come, first serve. Is it 10,000 people? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of people. It's like 10,000 people, but it's going to be huge. I mean, he was a great athlete, a strong figure, you know what I mean? Like, as far as inspiration goes, as far as athleticism goes, like, an inspiration to so many people. Like, and of course, everybody always brings up the way that he used to rhyme when he spoke and stuff. yeah. He was a great showman, but also, too, he was a great activist, too. I found this footage, and I had found it on my Facebook, actually, where he actually talked a man down from a ledge, and this was in 1981. Yeah, I saw that. And then there was also when he um, resisted the draft, and they made a movie about that. HBO Mm -hmm. did a special on that. Yeah. Where he resisted the draft. It was, what is it, U.S. versus Ali, I believe it's called. Uh Um, And that was good. He also was very involved in the Nation of Islam. More so in the beginning, and I think he kind of dwindled down a little bit towards the end because of who knows how many things. Because, I mean, the movie Ali says different things about it, but they don't give one clear distinction of where it cut off. But he's kind of like uh, in that sense, too. But then also, too, what amazes me, and I keep thinking about it, is he lived with Parkinson's for 32 years. 32 years. Yeah, 32 years. I mean, for, to think about that in long-term speak, in a degenerative, when you're dealing with a degenerative disease, yeah. that is a very long time. Very long time, which means he's been suffering since he was like 42. Can you yeah. believe that? It, it obviously gradually got worse over time to the point where he wasn't able to speak or walk anymore. And Leila Ali did um, make a statement, and um, I was watching Good Morning America, and Robin Roberts was saying how, Layla was saying how, you know, he was a prisoner in his own body, basically. He couldn't speak, he couldn't walk, so he was just suffering, and she's just relieved that he's not suffering anymore, which I could definitely understand where she's coming from, but I could imagine, like, all the tears that they'll cry, too. Because everybody knows, like, that's the hardest thing to go through is to lose a parent. Absolutely. It is. It is. He's got nine kids. Slap. But nine kids. He left behind a great legacy. You know? He did. He was great. Great philanthropist. Um, uh, Lennox Lewis, the boxer, and um, Will Smith are going to be his pallbearers at, at the uh, funeral service that oh, they're wow. doing. Yeah. Um, 
but it's going to be a big, a very big event, and I'm pretty sure it'll be televised. I'm just not sure what media uh, handle is doing it yet. But I'm pretty sure CNN will get it too, because they always live stream those. But I mean, it's and it's a, it's it's sad. Another Insane. person who died, which I hate to say it like that. Insane. Today we found out Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice, the MMA uh, fighter. He was 42 years old. What happened to him? They have no idea. They have no idea. They don't have anything for fight uh, for uh, foul play yet. They don't have any clue yet. So we're going to have to be waiting for toxicology and other investigati- investigative procedures to, to ensue for that part. But that was a complete shock. I found that out last yeah, night. Yeah, he was so young. Yeah. Six and he kids. was a UFC fighter as well? He was a... MMA, MMA fighter? MMA fighter. Okay, MMA. And also, too, he... um. He was a street fighter, and that's how he started his career. He had a, a whole bunch of YouTube videos yeah, of him I remember fighting. That. Yeah. yeah, and he became really, really huge. And that's why I'm like surprised, but then also not surprised too. All those blows you're taking, you never know. It, I mean, you it never know. Been, yeah, they're hoping that um, they donate um, Muhammad Ali's brain to science so that they can study it because they feel like you know his Parkinson's came from taking all those blows in the ring and stuff like that. Oh yeah, he was an Olympic boxer. Yeah. He was an Olympic boxer. He had a long career, very long career. And then also, too, you know, I mean, who's to say really when when exactly that onset hits? Because a lot of uh, people, and I was watching actually Concussion. Did you see Concussion? No. I was watching Concussion, and, I mean, a lot of those head injuries, because when you think about it, your head really is in literally a bowl. It's like living in a fishbowl in your head. You know what I mean? So when your head's being knocked around by all these, like, really hands-on contact sports, you really don't know what kind of damage you're doing. As much as we know about the brains, there's still so many mysteries left to it that you're never really going to know completely what injury will cause what function to to either be impaired or damaged or anything like that. Mm. So it's really hard when you're dealing with physical hands-on. Not to mention boxing when he was younger and boxing now are two completely different things. A lot of things that were allowed before wouldn't be allowed now, you know? The rules have become a little more strict. They've become a little more regulatory. I mean, a lot of sports change over time, but boxing has had such an evolution. At the same time, though, it's still the fighters always are putting themselves at risk with whatever blows to the head that they take. I remember they were talking about... um, during that, that heavyweight fight, I believe, that Anthony Joshua won in mm-hmm. the UK, they were talking about this other fighter that they were talking about would be a contender. And he was in a coma because of his last uh, fight. They had to stop it because he was really, like, literally laid out. You never know. Never, you never, know. never know. And it's not until they retire and things start happening and since some start popping up, that's when they realize something's going on, you know? Yeah. But he fought a long time. A long, long time. 32 years, that's a long time to keep it going. And then Kimbo Slice's death falls on Prince's birthday. So Which Prince is would also have been today. 58. Yeah. At least we know the cause of death of Prince now, also. Yeah. Which still breaks my heart, yeah. So it was like an accidental um, opioid overdose. Fentanyl. Yeah, fentanyl. Michael Jackson, right? Reminiscent? No. Um, Michael Jackson died of a propofol overdose. Um, Both medications... Painkillers, right? Yeah, are painkillers. Pain and need to be monitored very carefully. 
So you already know though, when they're dealing with rich, the rich, the famous, the the prevalent in society like that, they can get anything that they want, get yeah. their hands on whatever they need, whoever will write whatever prescription, because if you don't write a prescription for Prince or Michael Jackson, someone else will and get the notoriety of saying that they worked with Prince or Michael Jackson. Yeah. So it's 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 a game. It's all a really, really sad game of influence when you're dealing with that. And that's sad too, because Prince still had so much music that he was releasing, and he still was thinking. I remember I was listening to uh, A Thousand X and O's. Did you ever hear that one? No. Oh, excellent. It's on Tidal. If you do have Tidal, Tidal is the only streaming service that has the entire They actually did Prince something catalog. on Tidal for Prince today. But um, my free trial is over. So I deleted it off of my cellular device, I'm, uh, and I'm back with my Spotify family plans. So. But I entered the... um. The Beyonce ticket thing. So if so, we could go to Philly and go see Beyonce. I think they're selling those tickets online right now for $25. Don't play with me. Yeah, my cousin sent me a link the other day. Don't play with me. That ish will be sold out. City Field. She's supposed to be in City Field today or tomorrow? I think it's today. I think it's today. I want to say it's today. But this week, she's supposed to be in City Field. But aside from the sadness, let's... Yeah, get rest, out of it. You know, those three souls, so. Yeah, that's sad. That's really sad. Yeah. And I'm even sadder for Prince. He didn't even have no kids. The other two guys had like six and nine kids. Mm. You know, but it's sad regardless. Yeah. So let's talk about what happened at the Cincinnati Zoo last week with Harambe the gorilla and the young child that fell into the uh, gorilla sanctuary. Great parenting, by the way. I'm not going to throw shade like that. Like, Kids are a handful. And she was there with all four of her kids, from what I understand. So if she's yelling at one, holding the other, and trying to pull at the other, I understand if the other one got away, especially if she was there by herself. Mm. Because I know when dealing with children, for me... I'm like, first of all, you always want to die at the end when you're done. You just, just like they take your whole soul. They take your soul. Do you understand? Well, of course you do. You're a parent. Yeah. You are stuck with yours forever. I could give them back. I don't have kids yet. <laughs> they just take your. They take your whole energy. Your being, like, they take your mental, your physical, your spiritual. Like they just destroy you, in a way that is. Both evil and beautiful at the same time. It's poetic almost. Almost. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, like, you're a shitty mom. You know what I mean? Like, it was just... I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, like, when you're dealing with smaller children, especially, even if you have multiple children of multiple ages, you've got to have, like, either some kind of buddy system when you go out. Yeah. Or you got to have them in the thing. I noticed they stopped having people because I stopped seeing people walking around with those kitty leash things. That they need to inhumane. bring that back. That it, it's inhumane. It's, I don't think so. They look like a little baby animal. You you got a kid <laughs> on a leash and you're walking them in the mall or walking them out in public. Some kids need that though because they're just like that sounds like an extenuating circumstance though on some real ish. Because okay, I understand the leash thing. I I went to church camp back in the day. Okay, and basically, my bad. I had. To Silent sex today, but there's I have like five phones in this house. Damn. I don't care. Damn it. So, um, you said church camp. Yeah, church camp. They had to put leashes on some kids because they were bad as hell. At the end of the day, like 
they were responsible for that child. And if that child is out of hand and misbehaving, they're going to have to be the ones to keep that kid in line. And if a leash was what helped them, then, yeah, leash the kid. The hell? Teach them. But I'm just saying, she should have had him in a stroller or something. I know when we go to the zoo with the baby, she going to be in a stroller be. Maybe they, he was gonna be one of those that. things where he was crying and didn't want to be held and didn't want to be in a stroller and yeah, it's, it's, it, it, anything could have factored into that. But I mean, I honestly, I, I like animals too. But when they die, that's not necessarily like earth shattering to my world. I mean, it's sad because you know it 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 had to come to that because if they were to shoot the gorilla with a tranquilizer he could become irate and kill the child. And he was already dragging the kid. Yeah, If you ever was. saw the footage. I'm... That kid got a concussion. He had a concussion in something else. He had, like, a concussion in minor bruises. Oh, praise God. He, he made it out with no broken bones. And praise God. His parents are about to have a CPS case. No, they actually got investigated, and they were cleared of all charges. Oh, so maybe it was accidentally, really yeah. accidental? The guy was, like, um, the spokesman that was doing the press conference. He was like, it's not as if the mother was in the bathroom doing crack. And wow. I, and I wonder if he decided to bring up that analogy because she was black. I'm just saying. If it was a white mother, would you say that? But the, obviously there's no proof to this theory that I have. But I just feel some type of way that he brought up that extraordinary yeah. analogy of, yeah. you know, why she would be guilty if she was guilty. I mean, a lot of people online, you know, some people are just... I don't understand. Like, at the end of the day, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Before I donate to an animalistic cause, I'm going to donate to children that don't have clean water. I'm going to donate to children that don't have food. I'm going to donate to, you know, an, an earthquake in Haiti before I donate to, you know, a Save the Dogs Foundation or Stray Cat Foundation or an Elephant or a Tiger Foundation. Like, yeah. I get everyone has their cause. But for me, like, I'm going to take care of the children first before I worry about the animals. And people were like, oh, so they should have let the kid die. Like, this is a, a person. It's a little kid. A little child at that. Like, why are you valuing the child's life so little you know what? and giving so much that. to the animal. The um, animals, some of these animal people, louder, some of these animal activists, they a little bit off their rocker. Yeah. It's really what it is because a lot of them have like either like really awkward social skills. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that all of the people <laughs> that, that animals, animals are. are but they a little bit, yeah, they're a little bit loopy. I had a lady one time, she was a veteran's assistant. When I say to you, she was nice, but literally from the first time she sat down with me, I already saw, I'm like, yo, this lady's a box of Cheerios and not the sweet kind. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to like deal with that. And it proved to be true. So it's like, sometimes when I hear like certain animal actors, they tend to be a little very extremist about animals because they have difficulty coping with people. Because mm -hmm. she was somewhere, a, a woman of a certain age. I'm not yeah. going to say she was like old because she's not because we're hitting the, you know, what? Yeah. She, she was older than us, significantly. Yeah. You know, so she's coming out of that, that age where she could potentially have kids, healthy kids. Mm -hmm. And she's not in a committed relationship. Mm -hmm. she's, I heard her keep saying boyfriend. So I'm like, yep, there's like little seeds of something awry going on in their personal life. And so you funnel all your love and energy into an animal that cannot really communicate with you outside of barking and making noises. Or... Whatever, you know? I live next to a cat lady. 
And you know how we have the forest right next to my house. Mm-hmm. So this, <laughs> this woman actually created a cat sanctuary in, in like, an, a, like a partial clearing of the forest where she gives them food. She took them, she took all these stray cats, and I'm talking about more than five. Damn. For shots, for every, like, because there's a high school next to my house. So I... I was I, I cut through the woods to get to the high school to get to the track. One morning she saw me and she was just like, "Oh, are you going to see the cats?" No, no, I'm not. <laughs> and she was just like, "Oh, you don't have to be scared of them. There, I, I took them all for their shots and I, I give them food." And, and I was like, "Well, that would explain why every morning when I'm going to my car, there's like three or four cats that are on the outside of the opening, just like watching because they're waiting for her." Mm. Okay. Prepay. Whatever rocks your socks, lady. Still prepay. <laughs> she lives alone as well. So. That's what I was going to ask you. I'm like, does she have kids? Does she have a husband or a wife? She has no one, from what I see, other than her cats, and she does work. So she's a functioning cat lady. Oh, she also owns her own cats as well. I think two. No oh, gosh. They like, they like to give you the evil eye on the porch. I'm like, come downstairs and see me then. You want to look at me crazy? Then come see me. Like, what's the problem? But that's besides that. We're just glad that the child is safe. No charges are being brought against the parent. And everybody who, you know, is attacking this child, hoping that he would have died instead of the gorilla, y'all could go to hell. But rest in peace, Harambe. That was the gorilla's name. Harambe. So let's move on to these um, rapping ass thug niggas, okay? Who is boss? So apparently, T.I. was supposed to have a concert, I think, this was like a week ago, two weeks ago? Mm, almost two weeks ago, yeah. Damn. Oh, I didn't realize. But yeah, so um, Troy Ave was um, caught on film shooting bullets with a gun. That's real bright. I'm like, if you are a In New rapper, York, of all places, New York City. I know, an up-and-coming rapper who's pretty much is about to have the whole world at his fingertips. How could you, like... Fuck up? Who, yeah. Fuck that it's shit up. It's just so dumb to me. Well, like, I under, from what I understand, he got shot in the leg. But he left the club and came back with a gun and was shooting. So he should have left and, and would have just... He would have been good. But no, he had to come back and, and exact revenge on the person that shot him. Could it be a little bit of a Bobby Schmurder? Oh, yeah. Where you kind of fuck up a good vein. thing. Yeah. Or Chief Keith, where you fuck up a good thing. Yeah. Continually. <laughs> I mean, T.I. didn't even hit the stage yet, you know, so he, he had nothing to do with it. I don't think he wanted no part um, of that. But leave it up to the uh, commissioner of New York City to slam rap thugs, <laughs> or whatever he called them, <laughs> you know, like, damning rap music. You know, to hell because it's the cause for all the sorrows in New York City. Yeah, because it was a peachy keen before that. You know, and no one's worried about Commissioner Bratton. I believe that's his name. Because once the mayor's term is over, which I don't believe he will be getting reelected. Hell to the end. Bratton is out too. Mm. So, psh, bye. And doesn't he have a problem with him too? I think so. They got I think beef. they still got beef. Which is crazy. The, the mayor and the police commissioner have beef. You remember when he got attacked on the subway? Where did they do that at? They attacked the police commissioner on the subway. Unbelievable. 
oop, oop, I mean, oop. it's just sad, but... It is. Whatever. Let's move on. That's all I had to say about that. Yeah. So let's talk about what we always talk about, even though we kind of technically don't want to talk about what we kind of do. Chiro! Or Black Rob. I don't like Black Rob. Because I think of the rapper Black Rob. Black China Rob. Black China Rob. Black Rob China. <laughs> I like Chiro. Because it makes me think of Gyro. So, like I predicted, like they okay, wanted, the twosome has landed their reality show on the E! News Network. Of course. Didn't see that one coming. If, you know, you know, he was always Produced by Ryan Seacrest. Apparently, Chris had um, a hand in securing that deal. Obviously. Of course she did. But apparently, from according to Wendy Williams, okay, she is not getting any pay from securing the deal. Which is fine. I mean, it's for her son. And honestly, given Rob's struggles over time and how he pretty much eventually d- disappeared completely from the Keeping Up With The Kardashians show... I mean, she's just happy he's coming out at all. Yeah. So it's better for him. Um, also, too, Black China's showing now. Yeah, she's starting to show. She got her little pop belly bump in the front and her pop <laughs> big booty in the back. It's awesome. She, um, yeah, she was posting about how her pregnancy so far is going well on her Snapchat. And she has no morning sickness. And it's pretty much everything is going so far so good. But she's in the second trimester. Usually, yeah, yeah. like, after the first few months, the it kind of weeds it, down. It, it but it could come back, too. That's awful. I hope it doesn't happen to me. It didn't happen to me. I burst blood vessels in my eyes when I throw up. So I would rather skip the morning sickness. Mm, crackers and ginger ale. That's about all you can do. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, but you know what? I heard they, they're working on a um, morning sickness pill. I don't yeah. know if it's gotten past like the testing stages yet. But I, I know that they were trying to say that Kim Kardashian was marketing that when she was pregnant with her um, second child. Mm. But they've been wanting that for a while and I also heard that they got a deal that they're in the works of making a deal to um, get the first baby pictures they're oh, selling yeah, the yeah, first they're baby pictures they're also selling the first um, yes. baby pictures which I'm pretty sure will go to People Magazine and, and in case anyone who is into like entertainment news and stuff has been watching E! News has been like slowly infiltrating more and more black China news into their segments and, like, I, as I click through the channels, I do see that. I'm just like, this is insane. And I also read an article by someone, I forgot her name, on BuzzFeed. I think I posted it on, on our Lipstick on a Wine Glass Facebook page. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, um, it was just, first of all, that art, I can't even believe that I even read that whole damn thing. You knew I had time on my hands that day. That article was so long, but it basically talked about the come up of Black China from where she was at to where she is now, and it it was very extensive and very detailed, okay? So tell me, what has she become? Well, basically she'll just talk about how everyone is like, oh, who is Black China to be with the Kardashians, like, and everyone's just like, oh, and um, basically the writer who wrote it, uh, Sylvia Obell, that's her name. Um, she is from BuzzFeed, and she just basically broke down, like, okay, the only difference between Kim and China is that China comes from a lower-class working family. You know what I mean? She wasn't living in Beverly Hills like the Kardashians were when they were young and True. stuff like that. Like, basically, she had a, and other she had a mom too. that worked. No sex tape, right? No sex tape, but no she was a stripper. No sex tape, no marriage. No marriage. Kim's married, what, three? This is number three? Summer. Yeah, number three. 
But yeah, and it just talks about how, you know, she started out, you know, um, stripping at um, that club. What's it called? I forgot. King of Diamonds. Yeah, the King of Diamonds Club. Bad that I know that part, though, right? And apparently she came up with um, Jessica Dime Dime from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yeah, the retired stripper. I with no music. I don't really care for her character on the show, by the way. I don't way. care for a couple of those characters. There's a whole she, set Why of is she there? People. I don't get it. Because she was messing with Scrappy, and then she got into it with Bambi. So, I, I, why is Bambi there? I don't get it. Because Bambi was messing with Scrappy. Now she's not messing with Scrappy, she's messing with Waka Random Waka's guy. Friend. Random exactly. guy. Chaz. His name is Chaz. Whatever, yo. Like, that's whatever. And basically... There's so many added characters this season, it's not even funny. Yeah, it's dumb. And they just talk about how, um, you know, as a stripper, you know, instead of, like, you know, like, trying to be in the videos, what she was, um, she was actually a stunt double for Nicki Minaj. That's funny, that. um, That video where Nicki Minaj was giving Drake a lap dance in a chair. I didn't know that. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. It's Anaconda. Is it? Yeah, the end of Anaconda. She's uh, okay. Yeah, the, yeah. the end of Anaconda. She's giving him a lap dance. Yeah. So basically, um, the 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 author was just saying how she did things in a very calculated manner. She did not, you know, like chase rappers. She did not really like go out of her way to date them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you she know, was with Tiger for a while. She got with Tiger. Yeah. And um, she was with Kim. I didn't know that she was on the show with Kim. Also. She was friends with her. Apparently, Kim was showing her the ropes or whatever, which obviously she Paid learned off. it and then some. Because, yeah. damn, she came back and got your brother, though. <laughs> like, she came back and took your brother, yo. Yeah. And she's going to have the first real, car- real quote-unquote, Kardashian baby. True. That's true. That's insane. If yeah. that's not a come-up from, that's like the biggest come-up FU I've ever seen in my life. Because obviously things went south when Tyga got with, you know, the little girl. Kylie? Kylie. Which was dumb as hell. That man is too old for that shit. You can find a woman your own age. And then on top of that, I didn't see the appeal because they weren't an attractive couple. They they were an odd couple to me. Yeah. You know? Black China and Rob are a little weird to me too, but I don't know. And he gets, I'm sorry, but Rob is a sucker for love. Yeah, he is. Because um, remember when he was dating, um, what's that girl's Adrian name? Adrian yeah. He had her name tattooed on him. I wonder what happened to that tattoo. He got rid of it. I bet he did. But speaking of Adrian, shall we discuss the real? Please explain to me what that Tamar Braxton stuff was about. All right. So basically, out of nowhere, Tamar Braxton has been fired from the daytime talk show, The Real, which comes on at the same time as The View and has been doing very well. And it came to a shock to her, and she basically felt like she was stabbed in the back. And she made that known on social media and also on her show, um, The Braxton Family Values. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So, um, first of all, that scene was fake. It was fake as F. There's a scene where she's explaining to um, Tony Braxton um, that she was fired from the reel. And she was just like, I just don't know why. (laughs) And, like, she was crying, but there were no tears coming out of her eyes. So it was just like, okay, obviously, like, they, like, it was staged. They just added that scene because the show premiered that same week. You know what I mean? So it was obviously an edit. Like, get out of here. Reality shows take months to film. You mean to tell me that it just so happens that you guys, the premiere of your show includes your firing? Like, 
They went back and edited and added that Exactly. They, Pretty edited, much. they edited the hell out of that. But she felt betrayed. Um, Lonnie Love went on, on Instagram and made a video about how she did not know anything about the firing. And, you know, Tamar's her sister and she loves her and all this stuff. Um... What's her name? Bailon. Adrian Bailon also went on um, Instagram, put, put a, posted a picture of Tamar. I was like, this is my sister for life, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But no one heard from Jeannie Mai or um, the Maury sister. I don't know if it's Tia or Tamara that's on the show. Yeah, Tamara. Tamara. The other two are, are silent. Um, they haven't said anything publicly about it. Um, and Tamara's just saying that, like, yo, these bitches, like, are fake and... I don't know. You know what, though? Tamar Braxton has this feeling of entitlement that she's always had an attitude about. And honestly, it's either you love her because she acts like that, or you don't. And sometimes when you have that attitude, I hate to say it, positivity gets you results. When you have an attitude and you're rolling your neck and and pouting your lips, ain't nobody interested in that. And I'm not saying it's not good for TV. It's great for TV. But it's not good for your reputation, when you, especially if you make yourself difficult to work with, a.k.a. Katherine Heigl. That's why Katherine Heigl's career went down the tube, yeah. because everybody started saying that she was too difficult to work with. When you make that reputation for yourself, it's hard to break. And I'm not going to say I'm not guilty of it. I have been in the past. And honestly, I really want to say the turning point is when I had my daughter, because uh, first of all, I valued my life more because I have to protect hers. And secondly, because, um, yeah, if in order for you to advance and move on to the next step, sometimes you got to swallow it and deal with it and put a smile on your face even when you don't fucking feel like it and do what you got to do. Tamar Braxton's not capable of that. I mean, you see her attitude when she deals with her husband and her sisters. She ain't no different. Yeah. I mean, I don't really that's care genuine. that she got fired. So that's literally rich people problems. You have two shows on the Weed Network. You're a freaking recording artist. You have money in the bank. Like, I don't really care that you got and fired from And her Lady Gaga. Didn't he discover Lady Gaga? He got mad money. Really? I thought that yes. was Akon. Um, he managed her. Oh, okay. He managed her. That's what it was. Akon discovered her. He managed her. And um, what's it called? He was managing um, Tony Braxton's career, too. Mm-hmm. The second time around. You know? So, it's like, count your blessings where you can. But, honestly, she could really go sit down and have another kid or something. But she ain't got nothing to do. She ain't got nothing better to do. I, mean, I love Tamar though. I it'll, do. It'll move on. Like it'll I don't really over. watch the real like that because like my issue with the real is that you have all these women of color on a panel, and they talk about crap. They don't talk about anything of substance at all, at all. And I'm just like, yo, they can't talk about something intelligent. Like, everything is like, girl chat, oh my gosh, tell me about the time where you, like, had cake in your fingernails. What did you do? And it's just like, they should be sitting in their room somewhere with footy pajamas and pillows. Yeah. Because that's some bullshit. Like, even though The View is going through mad-ish right now, because Michelle Collins, unfortunately, did get fired, from what I understand. What? Why? I don't know. I really like Michelle Collins. Like, if anyone, obviously, the person to get rid of is Raven. Um, But people are saying that because she caused two of the show's biggest controversies from this season, that they got rid of her. I think because she said something about Carly Fiorina's face when they were talking about the um, the primaries and the Republican debates, and she also was the person, I think, who made the comments about the nurses along with Joy Behar. And, uh, you know, they lost a lot of sponsors for that. Wait, what comment are you talking about? Um, they made a, a comment about nurses um, that don't Being really do... No, like, they don't really do anything. Like, something like that. 
I mean, it was meant to be a joke, but people caught real feelings about that. Like, they're like, I'm a nurse. I save lives. I help people. I'm just like, oh, Lord. Give a fuck about your feelings. Like, to be honest, like, (laughs) I work in an industry that deals with these nursing students, and I really can't stand them. I can't stand nursing students. They are so, like... Learn a computer. Learn how to backspace. Learn how to copy and paste, okay? But the population that I've been in contact with have been deplorable. And I'm like, you're going to be a nurse and you don't even know how to freaking, like, copy and paste? I can't. Like, oh, God, so irritating. So I didn't really care for that whole uproar. I just feel like... Because, you know, it's that whole complex. Doctors have a God complex. Nurses hate doctors for having God complexes. Because nurses obviously put in just as much effort as doctors. And there's just this whole sort of thing going on in that medical field that I just want to stay away from. Because as somebody who's not medical, who's in the education field, like, I do my part too. Okay? And I just feel like they feel like the whole world stops for them because they're in the medical field. It's not surprising. I'm just saying. But that's just that's just how I feel, and I do have friends that are nurses um, or associates since we don't really talk anymore. But moving on, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to take my time to raise my glass to the new Miss USA 2016, Deshauna Barber, Miss Washington D.C. You go, girl. I was rooting for her, yo. It was between for me. It was between Miss D.C. And uh, Miss Virginia. First of all, Miss Virginia's body is so dang, bro. Like her thigh muscles, I want her thigh muscles. You understand me? My pyramid workout was dedicated to those thigh muscles. Because I was just like, you gotta show me a picture of what this pyramid workout consists of. It's just whatever you want it to be. It's just three different types of. Um, and you have to get it down workout. to five. So you have to keep doing reps until you get down to five. Yep. Pretty much. So it it could be push-ups. Like, for me, it was jump squats, push-ups, and kettlebell swing. That's what I did. Um, But it could be anything. But, yeah, she was beautiful. She definitely did her part. She's also a part of the military. And she answered the questions very well. It was really funny because they asked Miss Hawaii who would she vote for, Hillary or Trump. And she was just like, yeah, of course I would get that question. I don't really know what she meant by that. I don't know if, she, if it was because she was a Muslim or a person of color, hard. but she definitely sidestepped the question like the best way possible. She was like, you know what? We just need somebody who will lead this country and help the people who are struggling right now. That's, why you That's lost, what boss. we need. That's why you lost, boss. <laughs> but if she said Hillary or Trump, that would that would mess her up anyway because like the panel of judges are all liberal Democrats anyway, who still might not even want Hillary to be running. You know what I mean? They might want Bernie Sanders. But the question was specifically directed about Hillary and um, Donald Donald Trump. Hmm. I mean, I I think that's like the last girly girlness left in me is the fact that I watch pageants because everything else is like whatever. But yeah, shout out to Mrs. Sana Barbara. We are very proud of you, girl. And she black, so I'm very happy about that. <laughs> so uh, let's just uh, cruise right on into our beauty segment. 
what what I call it? Self beautiful care you. You so Manny care Petty. beautiful. Yeah, so it's summertime. The feet is out. So it's time to make sure your feet are on point. Okay. So that means you have your pumice on deck. All right. They won't do that for you anymore at the what's it called? No, they don't strip your feet anymore. Um, that's apparently illegal, but um, they do. They they're allowed to use like brushes in the pumice. I think. I use no pumice. I have my own. I do. I mean, my feet are rough as hell because I run every day. So like the calluses that I'm getting now are crazy. Oh God! Don't even get me started. I actually started peeling off skin on my foot, and I have like a patch of skin that is fresh under my foot right now. Damn, that hurts. I mean, I feel it. I'll say that it doesn't hurt, but oh, it wasn't supposed to be out yet, and it's out. <laughs> That's what happens when you're like mindlessly watching TV. And I was like, "What's that?" Yeah. And then I was like picking at it, and then I was just I, I pulled off the whole patch of skin, man. Not good. Um, so I will be, you know, getting that fixed. Um, but yeah, so make sure your toes are done. Make sure I mean nails are optional, but um, mini petty packages they're really easy though. They're like twenty bucks though. They're still I know, not but that some expensive. people are like not into getting their nails done because like some people have a high volume of oil on their nails and like the paint never stays on even mm. if it's gel like my cousin she has that problem or you know sometimes like their jobs don't allow you to have manicures in which I would just say get them clipped and buffed out and looking real cute that's you know? what you would have said yeah I would have said look for a job that lets you <laughs> <laughs> I don't do like the tips anymore I do make sure that my toenails are short because I don't want to get a fake toenail. Because, you know, to- toenails fall off for people who run, right? Well, I, I can believe it. You I've heard of it a lot, don't you? very much. Um, I think I stubbed my toe yesterday, to be honest with you. But um, my, lucky me, I have very teeny tiny toenails. Yeah, lucky. So, I mean, for me, like a pedicure is not a big deal because I have curly toes as well. So, <laughs> pretty much all you see are my thumb toes, <laughs> and everything else is just, like, <laughs> tucked yeah. under. So, um, yeah, as long as my two big toes are painted, I don't really care. Because the other ones are so small. Damn. They're really small. Look at them, Em. Look at them. I've seen them. They're tiny. You know what, though? Because uh, um, people don't be doing it. I do not want to get made fun of. <laughs> This morning, yesterday, I went home. I took off my nail polish. I saw a little <laughs> flex of red still on it. I put on my shoes and went inside today. I did not put on my sandals. Yeah, I definitely need to get a pedi. I haven't done so since I went down to Georgia, which was like a month or two ago. Um, but it's coming because I have another event coming up. So I will get uh, the nails done, hair done, everything did type of situation. Yes, y'all. But that's all I have for that today. Um, things that men do. Things that men do is pretty simple. In the sense of, I think we did touch on this like a long time ago, but it reoccurred in me right now to think about it also. Mm -hmm. Male language, Mm -hmm. in the sense of manipulative language. Mm -hmm. A lot of women cannot decode manipulative language. Male manipulative language. Example. Example. Hmm. Like leading someone on or something? No, not necessarily leading someone on, but using vague or ambiguous wording to say things that they probably are not answering directly. If they're saying it in the most vaguest and ambiguous way that they can say it without directly answering, addressing, mm-hmm. or using any of the words you used in the question, in the sentence, that probably means they're hiding something. 
Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, where were you today? I was around. Something uh-huh. like that. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then that leads me to more questions. Like, where were around you Around where? I was here. What'd you do? What were you doing there? I was just chilling. See that? It's like all avoidive, all uh, passive language. Mm. So, I mean, a lot of women don't look out for it. I mean, I think so. And also, sometimes women let themselves be misled, too. Mm-hmm. Like, guys that say, you know, oh, you know, I can't be in a relationship because, you know, I don't want to get hurt again. I've been hurt before. Bye-bye. <laughs> or they say something like, oh, um, what is it? I can't trust women. Or something like that. Something very, very, like, it's, it's not passive. Sometimes they're not that direct, though. Something soft and frilly, yo. Exactly. Or say, I'm not ready to be in a relationship right now. If that means he's not ready to be in a relationship right now, he's probably not ready to be in a relationship with you at all. So how about that? You know what I mean? Bye. Exactly. And that's a lot of times what women have a hard time saying. Granted, sometimes, depending on your preferences for appearance over your preferences for personality, some women will be attracted to the guy physically and completely omit the fact that they're a horse's ass. Yeah. So if you're choosing to deal with that, then the results you get, you can't be crying to nobody about but you. Exactly. So, I mean, just a heads up because it's summertime. So once the skirts start getting short and breakup season starts happening, that's when you get all these very lecherous, thirsty ass dudes who want to come and talk to you and tell you something like really pervasive or subliminal Mm. or not out and out right. I mean, to me, it's like, I, I mean, as much as it's old school. I think that it really is to say that guys that really want to be with a girl will make the effort to be honest, to be open, to be able over time to to trust you and get into your circle in that way. And they won't try to deceive you with their language. But a lot of guys, you know, omittance is a big thing. And also Mm. just misleading words, saying things that you say as a blanket statement, like right now, Mm -hmm. if you're not feeling that way right now, you know, I mean, I'm not saying for the woman to constantly nag about an issue or constantly nag about what they want from the guy, but maybe you should keep your options open if they're saying not right now. Maybe you should consider, you know, either going back through other resources or leaving yourself open to meeting other people instead. You know what I mean? So it's like summertime's coming, clubs are popping, mm. skirts are shorter, just be smarter. That's all. Be smart. Don't be dumb. And then you'll land the guy that you want. Sometimes you don't even know. You, and you never know. And that's what people don't get. People try to put it on a timetable. Mm-hmm. Like I saw somebody write something on Facebook like, I want to be married by this point and I want to have kids by this point. Yeah. Or, you know, you nice can light try. up all these milestones for you to reach. I was supposed to be married before I was 25. So was I. These things so don't didn't happen. happen. It don't. Because you Thank goodness I didn't. What the hell was I thinking anyway? Who were you dating at 25 that you would want to marry? You know what I mean? And you got to think of it in that way too. My husband. Were you? You were dating him at 25? Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot. We've been dating since we were 21. Damn. Since we were 21. Well, lucky you. But me, if I was to think who would I be with at 25? Probably someone that I wouldn't want to be with now. We definitely weren't ready though. Exactly. There's so much things you're still going through if you're in your 20s at this point that you want to experience. And I I encourage that. I know. You know, I mean, as much as you want to think of, especially I know more so for girls than for guys, they want to be in a relationship. They want to be with one person at a time. I mean, speaking from personal experience, friends' experiences, and just from what I've heard and read in general, 
the more pressure you put towards yourself to getting that goal, yeah. the more you're actually putting yourself away from that goal. Mm-hmm. So by letting everything relax and happen the way that it wants to happen, because you can't really, you can't manipulate nature. It's not like you to his head and tell you to marry you. Exactly. I remember my parents were like pressuring me. Mine weren't. And I was like, excuse me, it's not my job to get on a bended knee with the ring and say, will you marry me? So at the end of the day, if I don't want to be with him anymore after X amount of years, then that's what it's going to be. It's not up to you to sit there and tell me, oh, we've been dating for X amount of years, get married. You don't know ish. Well, I can't say that. They didn't know ish, but actually they really didn't. Cause like, not in the context of what's At the end on. of the day, like I didn't really break down everything to my parents about like you know what I was doing with my life at the time, what I was doing school-wise, what I was doing with my husband, well, my then-boyfriend, now-husband. You know what I mean? Like... I'm a private person at the end of the day. And I don't like people in my business, even if it's my parents. Like, if I want I you there, then I want you there. I their parents in their business like that. Right? I haven't met anybody like that. I mean, as much as I can be candid with my mom, there's still some things I can't tell her, and I'm an adult now. You know? Mm-hmm. Because you realize what they can handle and what they can't handle. And then sometimes too much information has them acting funny. So you don't want to deal don't with that either. I don't tell them, Jack. They don't need nah. to know nothing. I don't okay? tell them all they know is that. All they need to know is that I'm happy. That's it. The end. <laughs> no offense. I mean, some people could tell their parents everything, but true. Haitians don't raise their kids that way. They just nope. they raise them like as okay. I'm your parent. I'm your disciplinarian, and I'm not here to talk. I'm here to tell you what to do. And Pretty much. I mean, it's weird now because now that we're older and we're past all that, we struggle to find things to talk about. You know what I mean? Because we were never yeah. raised that way. Yeah, like yeah. you know, sometimes you're just kind of like, um, I don't really know what to say. Not with my mom. I could talk to my mom about a lot of things. It's I mean, my dad. I can't really say much to him outside of, hey, how you doing? Not, you know, you're right. I could talk to my dad. Like, mad chill. My dad is hella chill. Some, my mom sometimes, uh-huh. <laughs> So, like, I remember one time I told her that um, when my coworkers punched for me before I got to work. Mm. And she was like, oh, don't do that. And I was just like, shut up. I didn't ask you to tell me what to do or not to do. Okay. And I was like, thank you for demonstrating that I will never tell you anything again because you're annoying and you get on my nerves. <laughs> and she was like, fine, go tell your friends so that they can give you bad advice. Don't say that. And I was just like, yeah, my friends would give me real bad advice. Real bad. I was like, I guess you'll be picking up those pieces, huh? Like, like are you kidding me? Yeah, my, my coworker punched for me when I got, before I got to work because I was 10 minutes away. It's not a big, I didn't think it was a big deal. Like we just did those things for each other because of the situation that we were in, which we could get into another time. But that's all I gotta say for today. And well, I have a feeling there's one more thing that we forgot. What? I think there's one more thing that we forgot. Well, let me know, girl. Kenya. Oh yeah, Kenya. Alicia Keys. I mean, those were not really topics, but... Amber Heard. Yes, that's a topic. I want to get that. I figured you'd want to get Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Yeah. All right, break yeah. it down. Okay. First of all, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp are filing for divorce 15 months after they got married. Tough. Crazy part about it is, before Amber Heard, he was with um, a woman named... Van- I-, I believe her name was Vanessa... Vanessa Manolo or Vanessa something, who had three of his kids, dated him for over 10 years, and he never married her. And then he got with this girl after they did that 
horrible movie, The Rum Diaries, yeah. and then got married to her after about a year and some change. And then after that, 15 months later, it's over. But what makes this story even worse is she's alleging domestic violence. She wants alimony. He is in denial. And his movie just bombed because of her. Ha. The Alice in Wonderland sequel through the Looking Glass is not doing so hot. It bombed Nobody for its really first weekend. was checking for that, though. Who was checking for that? The movie came out at the wrong time. I don't think it's because of the news, okay? Basically, you have Captain America and X-Men that's out right now. Like, no one's really interested in Through the Looking Glass. Not to mention um, You Before Me, which is a chick flick that a lot of people would rather see over um, you know, Looking something? Glass or whatever. The thing is, is that with, with Disney, once they got something good going, they want to keep pushing it and pushing it and make a sequel and make a remake. They made a live action remake of every single movie that they've got. And they're going to continue doing it. Except for Beauty and the Beast, which they're, I heard is in the works, right? Out. Yeah, it's they coming have out. Emma Watson casted as Belle. And um, the, I can see that. the first trailer came out already, even though it's not a trailer. You know how they just show you like a clip of something? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's already out. No. But, um, I personally don't care for the story. I don't want to see live-action Disney movies that are in the same cartoon that has been replayed to me since the 50s or 60s. Mm. I don't want to see a live-action version. They're going to have a live-action version, or are they going to have an animated Mary Poppins too, since they did live-action of that? Well, um, it was half animated, half live action, so I'm pretty sure it'll follow the same thing. But I agree with you about this whole thing with um, the timing. Honestly, they were better off launching uh, Finding Dory before they launched another Alice. Because we've been waiting for Finding Dory forever. I can't wait to see Finding Dory. It looks funny. I want to see it. I'll take my children to go see it. My godchildren. But yeah, no, aside from that... Um, the the thing, it continues on pretty much because they're filing papers, they're going back and forth, it's getting super nasty, super quick. But, yeah, rich people problems. Again. Exactly. He could go to his island and think about all that. <laughs> right? Yeah, he owns an island. I definitely don't care for him. But yeah, that's all we have today. That is all. We'll be back again, like we always are. To give you more knowledge to sip your wine on. Which we're working on. We're working on it. That and the beauty segment title. It's working title. self-care. If you have ideas, <laughs> I'd love to see them. <laughs> I'll let you know if I have an idea. <laughs> Until then, I think that works just fine. So that's all we got for y'all. Goodbye. Bye.